Welcome back to another episode of Peter's Proffer here in the courtroom of current events. Today's episode, we're going to talk through some of the most commonly asked questions to lawyers and law students with our very own intern, Tyler Dixon. All right, my name is Peter Tragos. I am a personal injury attorney here in Clearwater, Florida, and I run the Lawyer You Know YouTube page. We put out an ad every semester for an intern to apply to come and learn what it's like to be a lawyer with our firm, with our lawyers. And this semester, we chose Tyler Dixon, who's a second-year law student at Stetson University over in St. Pete. And he has been with our firm for the last semester, and he's done an awesome job, and he's exactly halfway through his law school experience. He's done a year and a half of law school. He's finished his exams this semester, and he's actually coming on next semester to be our spring law clerk. We're going to put out another ad for an internship opportunity for a law student or a pre-law student from one of the local universities, so keep an eye out for that if it's something you're interested in. Like this video, subscribe to the page if you want more information like this, because today we're going to go through some commonly asked questions with Tyler about what it's like to be a lawyer and be a law student. Tyler, thanks for being on with us today. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Yeah, you don't really have a choice. So <laughs> as an intern, he gets to do this with us, and we get to pick his brain about what it's like to be a law student in 2020. And to start out, the question we always get is, why did you want to become a lawyer? Um, it's a little basic. I actually watched Law & Order. I thought it was really interesting. I feel like that's commonly like the answer I hear. Um, I just kind of liked watching everyone interact in, in the courtroom, um, and I knew it would keep me entertained in a professional sense. So he wanted to be a TV lawyer, basically. We've got basically. more questions about that coming in the future, and that's not uncommon. People see what it's like to be a lawyer on TV. That makes them want to become a lawyer. They want to make a lot of money. That makes them want to become a lawyer. They want to help people, as shockingly as that sounds, and that's why they become a lawyer. Me personally, I started out wanting to go to med school when I went to Florida State and hated science. So I just kind of pivoted to law school. As everybody knows, my dad's a lawyer. So I already had some experience in the area. I'd already clerked at the firm, or I should say interned at the firm when I was in high school and some of my college years. So I knew what it was about, but I didn't know specifically what type of law I wanted to do when I went into law school. But I knew it was a profession and something that I think I could excel at when I was in undergrad. So I decided to flip and go into more of a pre-law track. I didn't have a lot of huge ideas going into law school about what I wanted to do. I have a much better grasp on it now that I've been a lawyer for seven or eight years. And we'll get into that in some of the later questions. What do you envision yourself doing with your law degree after law school? Um, I think... Going to law school, I didn't really know any lawyers um, or anyone in the field, so I didn't have that good of a grasp on what it was going to be like. Um, so I think I envisioned myself doing more of a criminal law field. But then the more time that I actually spent in law school, criminal law interests me, but um, I don't feel like that's what I would excel at or, or what I typically want to do. So yeah, I did envision myself as like a criminal trial lawyer, but now I do see myself leaning more to kind of like a towards personal injury kind of lawyer. I just find it way more fascinating and I think I'd be better at it. So we kind of had the similar track going in. When I was in law school, I thought I'd be a criminal defense attorney. I thought I would start at, out at the state attorney's office prosecuting criminal cases. That's what my dad did. That would be following in his footsteps. Everybody in Pinellas County Courthouse, when I uh, interned there, actually externed there in law school as an assistant state attorney, Everybody knew him in that courthouse. That's what I thought I would do. He's the reason I got that externship because down here in St. Pete or um, over in Largo or wherever the Pinellas County Courthouse is on 49th Street, they only take Stetson students. 
So I was one of only two Florida State students that have ever gotten into the program, so I'm sure my dad pulled some strings to get me in there. And I really enjoyed my time there, but while I was there, I understood that a lot of what they did was a lot of fun, and I loved the trial experience, but I am much more pulled in a direction of personal injury. My clerk did a firm in Tallahassee that did personal injury, med mal, nursing home negligence, and I loved it. I loved fighting for victims. I love fighting against big insurance companies, being the underdog, but being able to level the playing field just by being a lawyer and understanding the process and being willing to fight against the bigger guy with more money and more lawyers. And it is amazing. I absolutely love it. And you go to war every day like David versus Goliath when you fight personal injury cases. And I think Tyler's enjoyed that at our firm because he's been able to see the criminal side with my dad. He's been able to work on some really high profile, big criminal cases, but he's also gotten to see what the personal injury side is like. So he's gotten a little bit of experience of both of what he's interested in as a law student. Another question that we get a lot um, is just on the lighter side, which is one of, what is more one of the more funny or embarrassing stories you have about your law school experience? Um, I learned really quick, maybe like a month in the law school, that it is important that you read every single day and that you're never caught unprepared. Because um, I walked into class and I was the first person called on and I didn't have my case brief ready. I didn't know what information was going on in the case and I got ripped into for a solid 20, 30 minutes. Um, which isn't the precedent that you really want to be setting with your professors. It doesn't look good on you and it's just absolutely embarrassing in front of all your classmates. Yeah, they always remember. The professors always remember when you don't have an answer. The same thing happened to me in my con law class first year. But instead of just saying I didn't know, I tried to just guess and pull an answer from a different case or guess which I didn't even know which case he was talking about because I wasn't paying attention that much. So he asked a question and I just looked to whatever cases in front of me gave the answer. It was obviously wrong. He made fun of me. Um, he was a really smart, funny, heady, like Kramer from Seinfeld type of professor. So it was really funny actually in my experience when I got made fun of. Um, I had other experiences in law school where things would happen with some of my other friends in law school where we would be sharing briefs or sharing outlines, you know, passing them down from one generation to the next, which is what we would do to help the two L's and the one L's that were beneath us. And we would have professors actually say, wow, this sounds eerily similar to what somebody else had. And they knew we were passing these outlines back and forth. There was nothing wrong with it because you couldn't bring them into a lot of tests. It wasn't like an open book test, so they didn't care if you studied. But we had some cracks going on in the background about us passing our outlines back and forth from year to year. Okay, next question. Is law school anything like the movies? And there's a lot of movies that are, are based on law school. The old one, have you ever seen Paper Chase? Yeah, I had to watch so it. So that's like the most famous one, the older one that my dad would point to as Paper Chase. But there's lots of other ones. There's some shows like Suits talks a lot about law school. Would you say it's anything like the movies? Um, Paper Chase, I think, does a pretty adequate job of what it's like inside of an actual law school classroom. But other than that, I mean, there's so much outside of sitting in a classroom that makes law school hard. You wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is prepare for your day. You go to class, you come home and you read until you go to bed for your first year. Um, and then in my second year, I didn't realize it's, it's real life. You have to have a job, I have an internship, I still have to go to class, still have to fit all these things in. Um, so, I mean, as far as sitting inside of a law school classroom, what it's like, Paper Chase is a pretty good representation of it. It's also a pretty good representation of what it's like to get ripped up by a professor. Um, but there's so much outside of sitting in a classroom um, about law school that you can't really see other than actually just sitting there and doing it yourself. What's interesting about Paper Chase and about law school back in the day when my dad went to law school is they would tell you things like, look to your left, look to your right. Two of you will not be here a year from now. They used to fail a third of the class the first year. They used to fail huge chunks of the class every year so that only the cream of the crop would get there and graduate. 
Now there are so many more law schools, so many more lawyers, especially in the state of Florida. They don't want to lose that check. So they don't kick out as many students as they used to. Um, but it did do a good job showing what the stress and the pressure is like in law school and how everybody's pushing to get the best jobs, get the best grade, because grades don't just mean grades like they did in undergrad. They mean jobs, they mean opportunities, they mean moot court, mock trial, law review, internships. They mean so much more in law school than they do in undergrad, so there's so much more stress and pressure to get a higher grade than there is in any other facet of life. And I think that the biggest thing about suits and some shows like that that make a more fun experience of law school, like you can just kind of coast through and take the bar and you become a lawyer. Well, that's not real. Yeah. You're definitely not going to federal prison and then getting out and taking the bar and going to become a lawyer because they're like honorary lawyer. Oh yeah. They don't do that stuff. So you, everybody's got to grind through. Everybody's got to put their time and everybody's got to read. Then you become a lawyer. And I do think paper chase does a pretty good job of it. Although it's a little more strict and a little more pressure. It's, it's way more relaxed. In that movie. Yeah, it's way more relaxed. On. The professors, as you can imagine in this PC culture, they want you to, to get to the next grade. They want you to graduate. They want you to become a lawyer. They help you a lot more and they care a lot you, about you a lot more as a person than they may have back in the 70s and 80s. All right, next question. What is the number one piece of advice you would give to somebody that's trying to get into law school? I think it's the same thing as like trying to try out for a sports team. You have to set yourself aside. One thing that I liked about the university that I went to, Liberty, um, is we had to have um, community service in order to graduate. So when I was applying for law school, yeah, I had a good GPA and a good LSAT score, but I also was part of clubs. I was part of community service organizations. So set yourself aside. Um, spend time in the community. Uh, there's a lot of moral and character traits that the bar specifically looks for. So law schools want to promote that and promote like good, good community service people. Um, so spend time in the community, do some community service hours. All right, so speaking of community service, that's a big thing in law school as well as before law school. So when you try to get into law school, community service is a good thing that can set you apart. I always talk about just getting your GPA as high as you possibly can getting as high of an LSAT score as you possibly can. That sets you apart more than anything else um, when getting into a law school, but other things like community service can be really important. And when you're in law school, they give awards for pro bono service and things that you do in the community throughout law school. So that kind of continues through and people don't understand that you take a class, a professional ethics class, a professionalism class on how to act as a lawyer. You're in that this semester, yeah, right? I just finish that. Off. You do an entire class on it. So showing that you have those professional ethics and that professionalism prior to law school can really help set you apart when trying to get into law school. Another question that is commonly asked, which is kind of a funny question, is can lawyers sit and actually be on a jury? Do they have to serve for jury duty? Do law students, we'll start with. There's, there's no reason that lawyers can't be on juries, but from everything that I've learned about jury selection, I personally, can't really imagine a scenario as to why I would choose a, a lawyer to sit on one of my juries, but um, I mean, by no means is it illegal or can't allow, like can't be allowed to happen. I just can't imagine why I would do it. So the answer is yes. Lawyers can serve on jurors. They do on juries. They do have to be a part of jury selection. They do have to do their jury duty. They have to do. Um, their civic duty and showing up for jury duty, but it's very unlikely that lawyers actually get chosen to be on juries because something we as trial lawyers like to do is educate the jury on our case, educate the jury about the law. And we feel like if there's a lawyer on there that has some experience that may be contrary to what we want to educate the jury on or how we want to explain the case, 
that's going to be bad for our case. They're going to come in with a lot more preconceived notions. It's going to be harder for us to break down those barriers. So usually we don't pick lawyers to be on jury duty um, or to be on juries because one of the two sides of lawyers is not going to want that um, is not going to want that lawyer as a juror because if I come in there and I say yeah I'm a personal injury lawyer or yeah I'm a criminal defense lawyer well yeah the criminal lawyer or the plaintiff's lawyer is going to want me but the insurance defense lawyer or the prosecutor is definitely not going to want me on that jury and then you're going to get booted off by one of their challenges because one of the two sides of the aisle is not going to want you on that jury as a lawyer and then the last question is what is something that you want to achieve in your legal career? What is kind of the overall goal of being an attorney for you? Oh, um, I guess that's that's probably a pretty big one. I don't know, my, my general rundown of what I've learned in law school and what I've wanted to do at this point is I just want to help the people out around me. The things that you face as a normal person being represented against like an insurance company or even just a big company in general, there's a lot of gray areas where if you're not properly represented, you will be taken advantage of. Um, so I'm just trying to do my, my civic duty um, and ensure that the people around me are taken care of. So yeah, I mean, generally that's just what I'm going for at this point. I mean, to help as many people as possible is always going to be one of the biggest goals as an attorney overall throughout my career. Um, I also wanted to find a profession that I enjoy and that I feel fulfilled doing. And I think law is a great profession for that because you get to help people. You get to challenge yourself. You get to use your different skills, hone your skills, learn something new every day. Those were all important things for me when I was looking for a career. Law provides that for you. I get, to, I get to learn about new avenues and new companies and new ways to look at things at all times. I get to think of new ways to explain things to people that may not understand them in the depth that an expert understands them. And it's really fun to try to find new ways to educate people and build a community of people that understand their rights more than they did prior to listening to me or seeing one of our videos or seeing our podcast or hiring us as their attorney. They get to learn something about their rights and see how there are protections and you can level the playing field and things can be fair even if you're going up against a big insurance company or some big Fortune 500 company that you feel is taking advantage of you. So that's one of the most fun things. The David versus Goliath fight that we get to do every single day is an incredibly fun and fulfilling thing about being an attorney. Um, and I know it's something that you're looking forward to too. So as a little bonus, I don't know if this is going to be a separate episode or if we're just going to play this at the end of this episode. Um, it's not a commonly asked question prior to 2020, but it is a commonly asked question now. And it's something I think about as someone who went to law school in the early 2010s. What is it like going to law school online? What is it like doing this stuff virtually? How has 2020 changed your law school experience? Um, personally, I, I don't like it. I loved my first semester being actually in person, sitting in a classroom, um, which hopefully is going to happen again this coming semester, so I should be able to get back to it. Being online in law school makes you have to be way more responsible than you would have, so it can't be a good thing. It can't flip that for you. You do have to get yourself out of bed in the morning. You have to make sure that you're actually paying attention to what class is going on, taking your notes, being prepared for it. But I think traditionally law school has been done a certain way in person for a long time, and there's an obvious reason for that. Online delivery just creates a lot more challenges than normal, especially we've had to work out a lot of, a lot of kinks for, um, I was in a negotiation and mediation class this summer, which 
makes you have to go against someone. And we had plenty of times where I would show up ready to go and the other person was having connection difficulties, which made it go longer um, than just sitting inside of a normal building. Which is not unlike real mediation and negotiations today in 2020 in the real world. Where there's something at stake. Tons of connection issues and delays because of something going on in mediation because you have so many people in so many different locations trying to log on at the same time as opposed to we just have people come to our office, we're all in the same room, you hear that, it's easier, let's just get everybody into one room, we can get it settled. We say that a lot, but it's almost impossible to do, at least in 2020, we've oh, been yeah. all over the place. So, for those of you who don't know, Tyler is just basically finished with half of his law school career. He's a semester and a half in, a year and a half into, I'm sorry, not a semester and a half, a year and a half into a three-year law school journey here. And about half of that time was done in the classroom, and half of it's been done online. Yeah. What was it like last semester in the spring of 2020 when you were going to law school in person and then all of a sudden COVID hit and now you're having to do everything online? What do they do with exams? What do they do with classes? What was that like? Yeah, so it was, it was an interesting transition. Um, right before spring break hit, we were told that we're going to be online for the rest of 2020. Um, so we just kind of rolled with it for a minute. We would just go to the library all together and sit and watch class and make it as, as normal as we could. Then once the library closed, we were kind of just on our own in our, in our own houses figuring stuff out, which, I mean, obviously COVID hit, there's not too much that they could have done anyway. Right. But the big issue about that that did happen was um, our grading system got kind of wiped and we went pass fail. So you would either pass a class or you would not pass a class. Um, and in order to pass the class, you had to receive a 1-0, which I would assume on like a normal like ABC is like an F. But a 1-0 is a really bad grade, but, but it would pass. pass. Yeah. Okay. So. so a lot of people don't know, law school does have a couple pass-fail classes. Like you can choose which class you want to take pass-fail. It's not like everybody takes, you know, whatever, professionalism and it's pass-fail. You can choose, I want professionalism to be my pass-fail class. I want crim law to be my regular graded class. Stetson also has a five-point grading scale, right? Five points. Four. Four points. Okay, so a four-point grading scale, even weirder, because at least five points you could equate to 100. But a four-point grading scale, um, which I guess if you multiply everything by 25 or whatever, then you could get to whatever the, the GPA would be on a 100-point scale, but it's not apples to apples like that. So you either get a one, a two, a three, or a four. You can get a 3.5, yeah, 3.75, whatever yeah. it may be. At Florida State, we were just talking about this off camera. He didn't know this. We just did one through a hundred. Like Florida State was a normal grading scale. You got a 93 on the test or a 75 or whatever it might be. So it was a lot easier to differentiate because you had a hundred different points. Then at Stetson, I would imagine like a lot of people get a three, five or a three, two, five on a class. Yeah. Especially with, with the way that law school works out, every class has to come to a median grade um, right. average. It's so right. yeah. So ours, everything has to come to a three, two, five. Um, which means some professors only give out three two fives. Some professors give out more four O's than others. Um, but if you give out more four O's, you have to give out to more, give out more, yeah, more bad whatever. grades. Right. Um, so essentially, the way that Stetson works is, um, I think, in order to be enrolled and to keep your scholarship, you have to have a two point three, which is um, pretty manageable. It's, right. That's, that's not that big of an accomplishment. Um, but it's it's really weird going in trying to learn your first year what a good grade is. Um, like I still have no idea pretty right. much how it still like, doesn't make any sense Even everyone kind of just agreed upon the fact that like 3.0 and higher is going to be okay and if you can keep that average going you'll be fine and everything will work out even though that equates to a 75 ish uh, yeah, 100 point scale there. which at florida state that would not be a good grade if you got a 75 it'd be passing but not a good grade so so when you're saying they changed the classes last semester to pass fail 
all classes. Yeah. And a 1.0 is a pass, so you don't get a 1.0 as your on your GPA. You just, you get, just a, get a pass. You get a P. Yeah. Right. Which. I mean, so everyone, how did that change the student's thought process? Everyone essentially not like gave up, but we just quit putting an effort. I could get a one zero on a law school attention. exam without paying attention. I could just walk my way through it. Um, so at that point, there was really no motivation to try harder. All the no exams motivation. are online. Yeah, all the exams are online. They're all open book, open note. So um, you just literally a high school student could come in and get a one on an exam that's open book in law school. If it's if easy. you showed up and had a week and like yeah. a solid outline to read off of, you could pass. You could pass an exam yeah. with the one point open Especially book. open book. Yeah. Because that professor goes by that book or the outline you got from somebody older than you, and you just look through that outline. You try to find as many answers as you can to get a one and you pass the class. Yeah. That changes law school immensely because first year, especially, is how you can differentiate yourself from other students in who works harder, who gets higher grades, and that just all goes out the window because of the coronavirus. Oh yeah, well it's, it's especially really weird because I just, I just finished my third semester. This, like up until this point, I've still only received one semester of grades. My grade from my so one year. this semester they were also pass fail? No, this, this okay. semester was actually finally graded. Okay. But it was weird, especially like contacting you over the summer right before this grade was coming. Um, and trying to apply for interns over the summer. I only had one semester of grades. I couldn't oh, say yeah. like, oh, this is how I did in, in yeah, property yeah, or this true. is how I that's did true. in torts. Yeah, uh, and that's, that's exactly the point is when you apply for jobs or internships, we always ask for your GPA, your class rank, yeah. stuff like that. And it's just harder to get it with more pass-fill grades than it is if you have multiple semesters of grades mm -hmm. because you only take, what, four or five classes a semester? Yeah, we only take four classes a semester. And especially for the speech that I got a lot starting my second semester of my first year is if you did bad the first semester, it's not a big deal. It's the first semester. Up. It's hard. You can make up. You can change. You can probably still try out for moot court and, and all that stuff if you work hard enough to get a good grade. So there's a lot of people in the position of not being able to try out for these things, and then eventually they couldn't. So we've done other videos on moot court, mock trial, law review, and a lot of these extracurriculars, you have to have a certain GPA or class rank to even try out for them. Yeah. But what do those extracurriculars look like now with COVID? Are they still doing them? Are they doing them virtually? What does it look like? Yeah, so everything is still occurring. Uh, Moot court's still going. All our dispute resolution boards, they're still happening. They are just all online, which, I mean, I could only imagine how much weird it's got to be. It's got to just add, add to difficulty. Right, and it's going to be interesting because we're, we're judging... Uh, one of the organizations, FJA, that I'm with is judging a mock trial competition yeah. virtually. So we're going to get to see what it looks like for a virtual trial. We're going to get to see it as lawyers. We're going to see how it works, how smooth it can go, because it may be something that's part of the future in the legal field to try these cases or do these things virtually. We've done a bench trial virtually. We did a video on that as well, just kind of a behind the scenes for what it looked like, what kind of technical difficulties we dealt with. But a jury trial is a completely different beast, and these mock trial competitions are supposed to be fake jury trials. Yeah. So we'll get to see what that looks like a little bit. I think it's interesting that it's still going on virtually even in law school, which I think is good because you don't want to deprive the students that graduate this year or that are going through of law school this year of those opportunities. So I think that's really important. What about intramurals and other things that you do on campus? What do those look like? Yeah, so, so those have been just kind of all wiped off. Every as Campus is essentially shut down. The library is open from about um, noon to 7 p.m., which I, that is something I do have a really big issue with. Um, I mean, like, I, I, I don't have the means to not work, to not have an internship. Right. Not, I mean, obviously, in law school, you're going to have an internship anyway. Right. But if I'm getting home past 7 p.m., I want to go to the library and study. Right. I, I don't study well in my house. 
I just don't. There's too many distractions. I'm lazy. But if I can go to the library, I can throw headphones in and I'll be done. So not having the opportunity to go like sit at a bench on campus or go to the library after a certain time really really makes stuff a lot harder. And it's just kind of arbitrary time. So they just say 12 to 7, even though if you do social distancing, you do masking, you do all that stuff, there's no reason why it couldn't be open later. Right. Like it always is. Yeah, it's normally 24 hours, which was a really big benefit last year. I would, like, I especially during finals week, there's nights where you're just going to be up late writing essays, doing whatever. Um, So the library is a really good resource where you can just go sit down somewhere. And that's just gone because of the if you have a job, basically. All right, what else? Anything else that's different because of COVID? Different because of COVID? Um, I'm not particularly sure. Like, um, What did it look like for any of your friends that took the bar this year? Because there was a bunch of yeah, issues. Yeah, the with bar that. was weird. The bar kept getting pushed back, canceled. Um, it, the software that they were using like got messed up. So all the people that had tried using the software that were prepping for the bar, getting ready. For those of you who don't know, worst part of law school is studying for and taking the bar. You study for two months straight, basically, for this test that you don't even know what they're going to ask. They throw it at you, and boom, closed book. You've got to remember as much as you can, answer it against a bunch of other people that graduated from law school. Well, imagine doing all that work, all that prep, three years of school, two months of intense studying. You're ready for the day, and they're just like, no, it's canceled. Yeah. Or we're pushing it back, or we're changing the format. Well, it also it plays into a lot of people have jobs, and right. they're waiting to exactly. become official lawyers. Because so, you can't bill hours if yeah. you're not a lawyer yet. You can't go to court. You can't do certain things if, you're not, if you haven't passed the bar yet. So everybody's waiting for those results. It threw everyone's life off right. for a few months. Um, I think now we're, we're slowly starting to get back into the rhythm. I know they took the passes bar, just came out. Passes yeah. just came out, right. Um, but yeah, it it kind of, it's weird. I, I Obviously, it's unprecedented territory and nobody knew how to handle what it. What did your friends say? What was the experience like just kind of waiting to see Having Having the bar canceled on people really threw people's lives mm-hmm. off, especially people who were already in positions um, working for law offices and then all of a sudden like you had a day in mind oh today I'm finally going to be a lawyer when I get my grades back and then that's all of a sudden however long down the road and you're still not an official lawyer yet even though you have your JD and like you've been studying for the bar and now all of a sudden your, your life is basically just put on pause. Well, hopefully over the next year and a half, we can get everything back in order. So by the time you're trying to take oh, yeah. the bar, by the time you're graduating, you won't have to deal with all this COVID nonsense. But thanks for everybody listening in. If you have any questions for Tyler, feel free to leave them in the comments. If you have any questions for me, as always, you can leave them down there. Mm-hmm.